And even to this day, this battle, this fight to keep women in the kitchen is almost still prevalent enough to, you know, make us say, I would like to stay single. I'm going to stay high achieving, but then we burn out. And so almost everybody doesn't feel good, whether it's business love or both. Almost everybody doesn't feel good because there is no beautiful divine understanding and balance. We're missing so Mm -hmm. much. We're missing so much compassion. Even the guys who swung into like the feminist side were like, yes, women, so great, so important. But now these are also the guys saying, well, are you going to open the door for me? Women are equals, right? Welcome to the Essence Show and Podcast. On this podcast brought to you by Oflow, we are on a mission to deconstruct how you've been taught to work in order to let go of the old paradigms that leave you striving, hustling, and forcing. After years of being stuck in the cycle myself, struggling with burnout, I now deeply believe that success should not be a relentless pursuit that leaves you drained and disconnected. Success is not just about the goal you create, but about the life you magnetize in the process. This is sacred success. This kind of success is an inside job. And your essence is the key to revolutionizing your work and your work style in order to create this sacred success through your energetics, cyclical codes, and subconscious mind alignment, which is exactly what we're diving into right here, right now on this podcast. I'm your host, NLP and Sacred Success Coach, Flow CEO, Freedom Lifestyle Curator, and fellow goal getter, Olivia Heine. Are you ready to revolutionize your success and let go and flow into your freedom frequency life? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Essence Show and Podcast. We are back with another episode in the Fuck It Energy series, which is our co-host series. And today I am joined by the beautiful and amazing Taylor Carr, and she is a dating and relationship coach. So we are going to go into all things masculine, feminine energies and relationships, how it ties into the world of work and working like a woman and just being able to show up as the highest, most successful version of yourself. So I'm going to just hand the mic right over because Taylor does all the magic in her work and she's going to be the best at explaining it. <laughs> Olivia, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, you know, we've been we've been friends a really long time at this point in our entrepreneurial journey, and it's been really wonderful to watch us both head in the direction of, you know, what I was telling you is the way of the future, which is like a woman, like doing things like a woman and ditching the masculine burnout cycles that we enter in, whether it's in our career or in our love life or even in our just relationships out in the world, the way we move about the world. So yes, I'm Taylor Carr. I am a dating and relationship coach. I specialize in feminine energy, feminine, masculine polarity. It's a huge part of my work. And a little bit about how I got into that is long, long story. But in my early 20s, I was diagnosed with an incurable pain disease in my bladder and my womb space. And um, it was very painful. It was very traumatic. The treatments were very invasive. I had doctors in between my legs poking and prodding at me, like shoving things inside of me as far as medications. And I just was like, there has to be a better way for women. And this is where my journey started. This had to be 2012, uh, 2013, when I was like, there's not a lot of options for women. Why is it that we don't know that much about women and our health and our bodies and the way that we heal? And I started to realize that most things are studied on men. Most medications are studied on men. Most healing methods within the Western medicine world 
it, it's all men. Like we didn't even know that women had different stress responders until 2001 when some women were like, have we studied women? And so I got really, really curious about that. And then fast forward, I'm doing all this work and I'm healing and I'm becoming the goddess and I heal myself from this <laughs> incurable pain disease. And I'm like on a cloud and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm the woman. And then I enter the most beautiful relationship of my life. And we're so in love, so happy. It's the fairy tale. It's the dream man, the dream woman, the whole thing. Three years in, he wakes up and goes, I don't see a future with you anymore and moves out. And I died. This was the death of me. This was the, I did everything right. I was perfect. I did everything holistic. I did everything Western. I did everything. I was the mindset. I was so good at communicating. I like, I did the work. So why did this happen? And it was my first time being thrusted into the dating world post pandemic. And I just ended up seeing so much that I would have never seen before. And it opened my eyes and I put my lab coat on like a little scientist of love and femininity. And I went to work and I rolled up my sleeves and I really got out there in the field. And I went on a lot of dates to figure out what was going on in the world. And I cracked the code. I fucking love that. And what, I mean, we were talking about this before, but what a insane, an insane transformation that you've been on. Like also the amount of time that we've been connected and just watching you step into this path and like watching it click. Like you said, this is so needed in the world. The world is literally like crying out for this and the way that it just resonates with people and it like locked you in or like set you into your path, like onto your train track of like, this is your purpose. This is what you're here to do. And like gave you all that information as well of the code, which I'm excited <laughs> to get into, um, is just so beautiful, but also so like obvious. Like, of course, like when we let ourselves crack open under like an incredibly difficult time, everything starts to align itself and lock into place. How spiritual is that? You know, like even if you're not a very spiritual person, oh, Grace is joining us on the podcast. Aww, I um, love that. <laughs> even if you're not a very spiritual person, like really understanding that what feels like death is really the beginning of probably the, the most important journey of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a tough thing to accept when you're in it because you're like, like you said, what the fuck happened? I did everything right. And I would love to go into that a little bit more because so much of our conditioning and the way that we're set up in society, especially as women, is to be kind of like this perfect girl. And I think like a lot of that over the years and kind of like the different revolutions that we've gone through as women has been like deconstructed or like reset, but it has often pushed us more in this path of like resetting to step into being more like a man or being more in a masculine energy versus like reclaiming our own femininity. And yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like the process of reclaiming that. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's different with this process because the feminine is just not consistent by any means. Um, but I think that, you know, you hit the nail on the head as far as we're just conditioned to believe to do things like men. And everything that we've ever been taught is be a man and you'll be successful, be a man, and you'll be worthy of love. And it may not be those words, but it is you know, go get a high paying job, go to college, do all these things, mm -hmm. you know, like get your worth through how much you accomplish. And that's the type of yes. woman that I work with all the time is like, well, I've done all the things. They're high achieving women. I've done all the things. I did the right thing. I'm worthy because I have the job. I'm worthy because I have this, that, and the other, but they can't keep a relationship or they're, they're in mediocre relationships. And it's because 
they're still doing and doing and doing and doing and looking for their, their worthiness and their love in external forces. And this is something that was fascinating to me because I had done so much feminine energy work. Like I did all the women's circles in Venice beach. Let me tell you, like I did it right. Like I did the mushroom journey in Mexico. I was being that girl. And even then, as I look back on that relationship that I was in, I was more masculine than I realized because I was still doing everything all the time. I was still holding mm-hmm. the container. I was still overgiving, being so perfect all the time. Like yeah. if I cook for him, if I audition for wife, if I, you know, like I was just constantly in a state of what can I do to, to win this love. And I never mm-hmm. needed to do that. I never had to do that. And it's actually the thing that turns the masculine off when it comes to us. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but literally like learning how to ditch the good girl and embody yeah. a little bit of the bad girl this is where we begin. Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, I've, I love how aligned, but also like parallel our, each of our works are because like I'm looking at all of that, all of that in like the working world, like how we're showing up, how we're structuring our workdays, how we're creating and achieving success, because that is like also where we taught, where we were taught to learn or taught to show up in the masculine rather and like be the man because this is like the man masculine sphere, which is the realm of work. Um, and then you go and take that same thing and it applies to relationships, obviously. And I'm wondering like, what's the connection from your perspective? Because obviously they feed into each other. Like if we're showing up like a man in the realm of work, and like you said, we both work with similar clients, like high achieving women, doing all the things, trying to be perfect, feeling like if they can just do it all and hold it all, they will like you said, crack the code to having the success that they desire. But then like that starts to bleed into your relationship. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and like how these women who are high achieving and doing all the things and like working and climbing the corporate ladder or building their business, but doing it in their masculine more so than being in their feminine, how that starts to affect their relationships. In every way that is not totally obvious up front. And that's why I love this work because mm. it does feel exciting. It does feel empowering to be the woman who's a boss babe and who can go get it. And she gets whatever yes. she wants. She goes after her career. She goes after that man. If she wants a number, she's going to go ask for it. It feels exciting. It also yes. feels exciting for the men. They're like, ooh, she's so powerful. And like, it's sexy. So this is where we go wrong. High achieving women are high achieving across the board. So they enter their dating life like they do their career life. They go after Mm -hmm. their their love story like they do the promotion or the job or the career that they want so badly. And, you know, I'm not one to say, don't be a boss, babe. You do what you want. Like, we're just here to help you do it in a healthy way. But when it comes to men, I don't care what they say. (laughs) I don't care. If they're healthy, masculine energy identifying men, your ambition, your drive, how much you accomplish, what you drive, where you live, what your status is at work, your salary, all of that is not what they fall in love with. It's simply not. Mm. It's exciting up front to be with a woman who's passionate, for sure. I mean, always we want passion. But what men fall in love with is how deeply you're connected to your heart and your emotions. And guess Mm. what we're not? when all we focus on is how much we've accomplished. We are not connected to our heart and emotions. So that's something that I I think about this in the long-term spectrum, right? Because you'll get fast results if you want to be the high-achieving woman who goes after the career real quick and goes after the man real quick and you'll get him. 
Like I, I can help you get a man in a ring in like five minutes. That's not what I'm after here. That's <laughs> easy. Men are easy to me. I get them. Right. It's that I don't want you to end up in the relationship five years down the line, three years down the line, 10 years down the line where you're like, you never take me on dates anymore. Why? You never take out the trash. I've asked you five fucking times to do the dishes. And then we get mm -hmm. in this nagging mothering cycle, which mother yeah. romantic relationships is highly masculine, right? We're like literally trying to be their mommy and tell them what to do all the time. So they're not men. We are mm -hmm. emasculating men in our relationship by taking the steering wheel from the top and saying, you never need to lift a finger. I'll do it all. We're setting ourselves yeah. up. For so interesting, like literally the perfect good girl. I'll take care of everything. I'll do it all. And I like what's coming up for me is like so much of this wounded people pleasing of like, if I can just do everything for you and make it all perfect and harmonious, then like we will never have any problems. And that's also not the purpose of like polarity. Like there's opposite forces and energies at play. Like that like having everything like easy breezy harmonious is also not the point right and the masculine thrives on challenge so maybe our inner masculine which is healthy and mm. fine loves the challenge but when we, we we want and desire a masculine identifying partner who is going to lift fingers with us who's going to take the lead who's going to set up the dates who's going to pick you up and open the doors for you and bring you flowers we want him to be that mm -hmm. we have to be the other if we're, yeah. if we're not willing to be the other, he, there's no space for him to grow and to be this with you. So, I mean, it's just such a fascinating topic to me on all these things that we're taught to audition and be the good girl and like lose our self-identity and we're mm -hmm. just setting ourselves and our men up for failure. Yeah. So what would you say then to someone who is super high achieving and is like, well, I, I'm hearing you. I like this. I want to try this approach, but like, I still want to be ambitious and high achieving in the realm of work. Like, are you telling me now that like, I can't also have that? You get to have all of it. You get to have whatever you want. <laughs> Olivia runs a company. I run a company that, that takes ambition and passion and masculine force for sure. It's about balance and you can't fake femininity. And this is something that I'm seeing on the internet. That's so like fascinating to me because obviously I get all the feminine um, posts and reels in my algorithm. And it's like fake, it's fake, like put on this dark feminine manipulation, and then he'll do everything mm -hmm. for you. But you can't fake it. So it's like, if I walk in a room pretending to be feminine, but I'm still like in my deeply ambitious mode, and I didn't turn it off after work, right? Like, I, you can't fake it. So what you really mm -hmm. have to do is when you turn off the clock, turn it off. Like work when you work, turn it off and heal your relationship with yourself as a woman and with your femininity. Mm -hmm. That means your periods, your cycles, everything that you've ever been taught was, you know, like bad about you or unworthy or, or undesirable. Like being a woman is so hard because this, this, and this heal your relationship, fall in mm -hmm. love with it off the clock do your thing at work. That's fine. You get to have it all. But when it comes to you and your body and your womanness, fall in love with it. Fall so in love with it that when somebody's entering your space or they've already entered your space and you want them to respect you as a woman and treat you in a feminine way, you already love yourself so much through all of it. There's no little nook and cranny and crack that they can get into and kind of mess with it. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a perfect explanation. Like coming back to the core of yourself. And one of the things I always say is success is an inside job. And it's the same thing in a relationship. Like it has to come from you for you first so that you have the capacity and also the understanding. Like, why are we getting into a relationship with someone when we don't even know ourselves yet? Like, but this is such a conditioned thing again, like status, society, timeline. Like women have so many things that we're constantly considering and juggling. And it's like, okay, if I can just get the career first, then I can get the guy. Or if I can get the like perfect relationship, then like the career will follow. There's kind of like a a juggling game it feels like, right? We are relational beings, you know? And as much as like, we're trying to juggle and we're this and we're that, we're pendulum swinging all over the Mm. place. We're pendulum swinging in this, that, or the other. So even like I did this. I'm not perfect. I like, I've been experimenting for the last almost two years now of like, what, what is this? And I, I totally see that place of hyper-independence, that pendulum swing of, mm-hmm. now I know myself so well, and I've created so much peace in this beautiful home by myself with my beautiful cat. And like, and then for, for the men that are entering my life, there's a man in my life, but for the men that have entered my life, there's <laughs> no space for them. Like I had to realize how much I had pendulum swung in the like, so I got myself. I'm I'm so independent, blah, blah, blah. Because I started to say things like, oh, I don't want someone's like stinky breath waking up next to me in the morning. And I started to like catch myself saying these things. Yeah. Like, oh, we are so relational. We we thrive in partnership. So mm-hmm. to go and become independent and have yourself and learn how to love yourself, perfect. But also are we going so far that there's not space for anybody else to thrive here by our side? And I think most yeah. of us are doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I feel like there's a, like what I kind of think about as you're explaining this, my like past high achiever wanting to do everything perfect self is like, okay, so I want to do this and I want to do it right. So I need like a fresh, clean slate. And so what would you say about people who are already in relationships who are like, okay, I've fallen into the mothering role or like I'm really showing up in my masculine energy or I can't turn off work when I get home or like whatever the balance is or whatever the experience is. But like, again, my like perfectionism would be like, okay, I guess you're gone. Like, I guess we need to just start fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get rid of the ladies. Like give them a shot. Um, unfortunately, it is a little difficult when you're in it and the habits have been created, but it's not impossible. Mm. It just takes a little extra zhuzhing to see if you're even with a partner who can get on board with that. So what we do is we play with the energy. We show, we don't tell. I think a lot of women get really masculine and like, I want you to Mm -hmm. do this. You do this with me and we put on therapy language. It would make me feel so great if you understood that. And all of that is healthy. It's not wrong. But energy is so potent and so powerful. And the power of leaning back and seeing if your partner comes towards you just to see, just to witness. If you're used to greeting him at the door when he gets home from work and you've got his tea and you've got his paper or like whatever it is that you have, stop doing that for a second. Go to the bedroom and read a book at the time he comes home and see if he comes to find you and see what happens. Start leaning back on these little moments where you would usually take the lead. And this has to be a game you play with yourself. He's not going to play it with you. Like he might fall suit to it. They usually do, to be honest. Mm. Men, the men are, they're great with this stuff. Um, the game is with yourself of, can I really take my hands off the reins here? Can I really not mm. step in 
button and go, it's okay. I got it. I'll, I'll handle it. Don't let me fix this. Let me stop doing that completely and just start tapping into your heart and emotions, leaning back with your partner. When he says mm-hmm. something, don't try to fix it. Don't try to like micromanage it. Just say, I love that. Or I trust that you'll, I trust that you'll figure it out. I believe in you. And just really hands off of everything. Your hands are on your mm-hmm. career. Your hands are on your business. Let his hands now start to come into your relationship. Ooh, I love that. It is so much trust that's required for that. And also an attachment, like being able to be like, like you said, I'm going to go into the bedroom and read a book. And it's also okay if he doesn't come right away or the first couple of times I do this, or maybe at all, like you said, it depends on the partnership that you're in as well. But being, I think that that's hundred percent comes back then to having that strong connection within yourself where you're like, I would love for him to come, but also I'm good here if he doesn't, because I'm doing something for myself right now. Yeah. And how beautiful is that? Like, that's just healthy for your relationship as a whole. You have to kind of still have this like single girl vibe in your relationship. Not like mm. you're like that, but still like I've got me and you've yeah. got me. And mm-hmm. that's how this goes. Like you get to keep courting me. I'm the prize. And I, you know, like people are on the fence about like women saying they're the prize, but like, hi, have you seen us? We're beautiful. We're soft. We're sexy. We're, we, yeah. we do such a service within our energy alone. It's not about what you do. It's about who you're being. Yes. Oh my goodness. And like also even deconstructing that whole narrative of like, it's bad to just like, and not that this is what you're saying inherently, but like be the trophy wife. And it's like, what is so wrong with us rejecting or needing to reject just being in our own beauty, whatever that looks like to us and like fucking basking in it? How fascinating is that trophy wife analogy, right? Because actually when we look at just the history of of marriage and male and female and the way that we do this, men are always striving for status. And once Mm -hmm. they reach a certain status, they can't go any further without a beautiful, intelligent woman on their arm. That raises their Mm -hmm. status like nothing else. They are like if for high achieving men who like they're successful and they got it, they do kind of want a trophy wife. Not, not that that's what it is or like the bad meaning around it, but just the truth is a beautiful, intelligent woman is raising their status. So you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And like own that energy and you don't have to be afraid of it or think that it's shameful, like judgment and shame. Yeah. You be beautiful. You be smart. You be soft. You carry yourself like a class act and watch the world around you change. Mm. Yes. So in what ways maybe you can like even explain the like picture this scenario, but in what ways can a man lead you? Like what does that start to look like then when you allow yourself to trust and let go and lean back in your relationship? And like you said, have your hands on at work, have your hands on in your passions and your projects, and then come and be in your feminine. What does that then look like when you allow him to lead? It looks like a lot of trust and I can like really lay it out for you and give you clear examples, but it's, it's like trust on a level that you may have never experienced as a high achieving woman that your man's got it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think one of the hardest things I'll paint the picture in a second, but I think one of the hardest things is when we come into realization that we actually started dating a partner who prefers to be in their feminine and that's why they were drawn to us. And so when we are becoming softer and we, we start doing less and being more, they might actually stop being as attracted to us. And that is a risk that we take when we don't know this work from the beginning of our dating journey. So when a man leads you in a relationship, 
like let's say from the beginning, let's talk about the dating phase and we'll move through the other phases. From the dating phase, he is setting up the dates. He's texting you first. He's coming towards you. He's picking you up for the dates. He's opening the doors for you. He has a vision of where he sees you going in his life. And all you have to do is trust that this man can lead you there, right? And, and that's the tough one is, wait, what's the vision? I don't know what it is. I, I can't control this. I, I have no mm -hmm. way of knowing. I have to let go of my own vision here a little bit to, to see where he takes us. And, yeah. and just witness that. Like, don't need to step in. Just witness, is this the type of person I feel like can lead me? And then we get mm -hmm. into the phase where we get like more committed, right? Like we have the commitment talk at some level, however you like it. Everyone's mm -hmm. different. Um, like for me, I don't do girlfriend. I don't. I'll do like, we're, we're committed. I'll, I'll be your woman, but I'm not your girlfriend. I'm not a 17 year old. I'm a wife. So you figure that out on our way there. Mm. And so however that commitment conversation happens, you now start to give a little more. Maybe before you were giving about five, 10%. Now you can kind of crank it up to 15, maybe 20% if they good boy. And, you know, like you're giving a little here and there of like, oh, would you like me to grab this coffee? Likely he'll say no. If he's a healthy masculine man who is leading, he, he will likely say no. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, would you like me to look up restaurants while you drive? Chances are he's like, I already know where we're going. But it's that little extra effort that shows mm -hmm. him. Oh, she's really in this with me. And then when you're in the long-term partnership, whether you're married or single, this looks a little bit different, but your man should always still have a vision for where he's guiding you and leading you. And all you have to do is be the emotional addition to that. You lead yourself, you guide yourself in a lot of ways. You have your vision mm -hmm. for your career, for your finances, that's fine. But for the household, for the relationship, for the us, he really mm -hmm. has like, he's really like, I see where we're going. I know where we're retiring. I know where we're traveling. I've got you. Can you let me? And one of the mm -hmm. most important pieces of that, one of the, like the number one pieces of advice I give women who are already married is just let him. He's going to mess yeah. up. He's going to fuck it up sometimes. He's going to <laughs> drop things and break it. And you're going to go, oh my God, this was so stupid. I already knew this was going to happen. Like you want to put your hands on everything, but just like children, if they do not mess up, if they do not break the thing, they will never learn. And this is how we end up with man children on our hands for long term is that we never let them. So you have to let mm. them learn, experience, mess up, fail, and you continue to hold your heart and you continue to hold your trust and you continue to inspire them. That's your job in the relationship. The rest is on him. Oh my goodness. I love that. Thank you for giving all of those examples because it is so clear. Like there's so many phases that we go through and being like, okay, like, how am I showing up in each of the phases and like how am I seeing myself in each of those phases as well so that I can kind of like also be embodying like what we're stepping into here, what I'm at least calling in for myself. So like kind of getting into like the balance between, you know, letting him lead and then you taking that step back and like allowing him to have the vision. What would you say to someone who's like, okay, I see it but also like, I want to live in this area or like, I want to do this kind of like this. Okay. When do we have the conversations? Like what do those like relationship conversations look like versus letting him take charge? Yeah. So, so him leading is not the same as him controlling. I'll, I'll make that clear. Cause I think a lot of women are afraid of that. I'm afraid of that. Like hyper alpha men trying to control me. That's like my bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> 
but but there's value sharing as you're getting to know each other and you're dating and you're growing together even when you're married and you're consistently value sharing of I love this area by this lake I would love like it that's just I think typical conversation that a couple has and again the masculine version of it is well I don't want to live anywhere unless we live by this lake but the feminine right. version is I think I would feel so wonderful living by this lake I think I would wake up every day so happy and he's mm. like what I want. I swear to you, men just want to make us happy. They want to please us in every way. And we're consistently telling them to stop it. And it's crazy to me that we're telling them to stop it because we've got it ourselves. Like, girl, of course, like get it yourself. That's great. You know, and, and never not be okay on your own. But again, they want you to feel good. So all you have Mm -hmm. to do is to inspire this would feel so good for me and to hear you and then they'll take the action while you sit in the creation I love that and it feels like I'm literally just like beaming listening to you talk right now I'm like yes the house by the lake that would be lovely I feel so great there I feel amazing um okay I'm curious to hear because you do a lot of great content on things that you see like on like when I see your TikToks or your reels you're often like picking and stitching together videos and kind of speaking to some of the controversies that come around it and I'm wondering if off the top of your head you have like one or two of like the biggest controversies or things where you're like that is such a big ick for me like absolutely fucking not you can see my energy change as I like shift into like yeah I fucking do this requires yeah. a- I think I have to sip my tea before I get super controversial yes. with you because I <laughs> collect yourself, get into it. So, there, the, so much of the content that's online about feminine energy is from a patriarchal religious standpoint. And this is like the thing that you're going to see me consistently fly off of my rocker about because when you take something as vast as feminine energy, which is much older than Christianity. Like the way that we talk about polarity, masculine, feminine, this dates back way further than Christ. Christ knew about this stuff. Like he practiced some of this stuff in some teachings. I can't say for sure I wasn't there as far as we know, but, um, but he, he understood this too. Like he was a healthy masculine man. He was leading his people. He was leading in a way that we haven't really seen before, right? So that's part of what his magnetism was. But this energy dates back so old. Polarity is, it is a positive and a negative pole drawn together. It's, it is the half of a whole. It's the creation of wholeness, right? You cannot have one without the other. Beautiful. And then we have this like religious patriarchal version of it, where I see a lot of men saying they want a traditional feminine woman. And this is horrifying to me because a traditional feminine woman in their eyes is a woman who is very virginal and like wants to cook and clean and stay at home and take care of the kids and raise the kids and just be soft and loving and supporting all the time while he can do whatever he wants. And that is what we're being fed as what is the, um, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the woman who's adored. You want to be adored, then you have to this. And it's just simply not true because what I hear when you want a traditional feminine woman, I think of, oh, you want me to burn your fucking house down. Like you want me to burn an entire village down and start from scratch, replant new seeds, you know, like blossom something fresh. 
right? Like mm-hmm. it's chaos embodied. It's all over the place. Feminine energy is not good girl energy. Feminine energy is not, I'm a good little housewife who just supports her man to do anything he wants energy. And the fact that we're being fed that narrative is, it's absolute insanity to me. It's absolute control to me. Trying to yeah. control the feminine and put her in a box. That's like trying to put a storm in a box. It makes no sense. It destroys our spirit. So that's that's mm-hmm. the one that definitely comes to mind. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's a perfect example in the whole patriarchal conversation as well, just around like what you're expected to do. Like, of course, if we're being put in that box, the alternative of like showing up in our masculine and showing up to compete with men sounds a whole lot fucking better than being pushed down into this box. Like there are oppressive systems and narratives that are embedded throughout like our lineage and generations that are passed down. And like, we hold all of that in our womb. And I think you mentioned this before and I totally resonated when you're like, I don't want someone to control me. And I'm like, fuck no. Like that brings up a lot of shit when you say that. I'm like, oh yeah, nope. Thought we looked at that, but here it is again. And it's like, yeah, but there's, it's like, to me, I'm like, that's okay. Because that's a, that's a a misalignment then. It's like, okay, we, that's not what we want. That doesn't, it isn't what feels good, but it's that pressing into that box and trying to contain in order to please someone externally, then we're completely disconnected from ourselves again. And at the end of the day, that's the reason why we swung hyper-independent and more masculine because we wanted our safety. We wanted our security. We wanted to protect ourselves. And I, and it, it served a massive purpose right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I was talking to my grandmother about this and she was talking about the time of burning their bras in the sixties. And she was like, it was such an important time because we were all these women who were married to these men who were cheaters. They were beating us. They were doing all these things and we did not have the right to leave. Like we were stuck in these prisons. And so taking our bras off and burning them and like saying, no, we're not going to settle for this anymore. We are going to become independent and you can either come with us or not, but we're not doing mm-hmm. this very important time in history for women. We can't really have this conversation without acknowledging that too. Um, And even to this day, this battle, this fight to keep women in the kitchen is almost still prevalent enough to, you know, make us say, I would like to stay single. I'm going to stay high achieving, but then we burn out. And so almost everybody doesn't feel good, whether it's business love or both. Almost everybody doesn't feel good because there is no beautiful divine understanding and balance we're missing so mm-hmm. much empathy. we're missing so much compassion even the guys who swung into like the feminist side were like yes women so great so important but now these are also the guys saying well are you going to open the door for me women are equals right and so yeah. we're, we're, somehow we've connected chivalry with women having rights and so taking away treating them like gentlemen and like ladies you know it, it doesn't have to be one or the other we get to have a beautiful yes. flow in between Yes. I love that. I really feel like that summarizes everything so beautifully, which is it's not either or, it's both and. And when we create that space for, like you said, a really important time to pendulum swing in the one direction so that there was the space to come back and embody the feminine in a way that is aligned and feels really like sacred to us, then allows the masculine and the healthy masculine to come back to that. But of course, like in that dynamic of women are in the kitchen and blah, blah, blah. Like, of course, like there wasn't going to be that shift in that way at that time. So we needed to go out to come back in and create that space. But it is really like so much more complicated 
but also at the same time, very simple than this either or scenario. It's so simple, but it is complicated because we have all this trauma and baggage (laughs) and fear and we have to consistently unpack it. And again, like I've been doing this work a long time, like my femininity journey started in 2013. This is almost 2024. I'm still unpacking this all the time. Um, In my relationship, I'm currently like coming up with things where I'm like, oh, that's an intimacy thing. Interesting. I healed this 10 years ago. It's back. And and not being so rigid with that, but just like being fluid in the growth and expansion of humanity. Most people Mm -hmm. aren't like emotionally intelligent enough to do that. And I'm fighting and I'm pleading for it. I'm like, look, you get to have it all. You really do. But we have to be understanding each other better. And we Mm -hmm. have to understand like the biology and the primal instincts of man and woman, of feminine and masculine, and what we actually crave, what we actually want and let ourselves have it. Yes. Mm. I feel like this is a good time to kind of start wrapping things up because I feel like we've like, we've touched on a lot of things. Obviously there's so much more that we can go into in like hours and hours of conversation. But for now, we're going to come to a close. And I love to end on the question, since this is the Fuck It Energy series, asking my co-host what your Fuck It Energy is right now. And it's kind of like that reclamation of stepping away from the status quo. For me, Fuck It Energy is this flow energy. It is that detachment or that unattachment that we mentioned earlier of being like, can I just let it go? Can I just take a step back and allow myself to be in this trusting flow? and that obviously tends to stir stir some shit up. (laughs) So do you have a current bucket energy, something in your life or some situation or scenario where you're like, I'm putting this energy towards that? Yeah, I'm sure plenty of things. Um, But what comes to mind is like judgment and shame, you know, like how it comes up in women, even when we're not expecting to see it, or it just kind of shows up out of nowhere in the weirdest and most interesting places. And it can really collapse us. It really shuts our bodies down. And I'm on like my 10th level of like, well, once again, sexual healing right now of like, okay, what else is coming up for me right now? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's like a fuck it energy to it of like, okay, fine. I hear it. I see it. I acknowledge whatever's happening there, but like, who the fuck cares? Just go be a sensual woman. Just go be in your body. Like all this like little patriarchal, like don't be this, don't be virgin. I'm like, oh my God, fuck off with this shit. I'm not sleeping <laughs> with anyone except man, I have my man. But like, it's, it's that I just want to be so full in my body. I don't give a fuck who's in my life. It's for me. My body is for me. My sexuality is for me. My dancing is for me. My little bikini moments. These are for me. And I don't give a fuck. So that, I think, dropping the judgment and the shame and just being so like, this is for me, you're Mm. welcome, that's it. Fucking mic drop. I don't even want to add anything to that because that was just fucking beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to just leave it there. Is there anything else that you really feel like is coming through that you feel like you want to share that you want to leave the beautiful humans listening to this with? Yes. So we didn't get too far into my process of kind of like what and like what I'm teaching. And I won't get into it because we don't have much time here. But what I do want to leave everyone with is you don't have to settle. Like you do not have to settle in your love life. You do not have to settle in your career. And I'm telling you, like, if you want a masculine, healthy, masculine energy person who can lead you so that you can soften and be a woman and be in love with that experience, it is so available to you. You just have to know where to find them and you just have to know how to be her. 
Mm. And if you want to hear more about Taylor's process, let us know and she can always come back and we can dive deeper into this conversation once more. (laughs) Um, Let the beautiful people know where they can find you. Yes, of course. I hang out on Instagram the most. I kind of have a funny Instagram thing happening. So my screen name is Tayfem, F-E-M-M-E, but that account is shadow banned. So we've started a new account. I am Taylor Carr. That's where I'm going to be hanging out quite a lot right now. Um, I also have a podcast called The Activated Woman Podcast. It's a little bit on hiatus right now, but there's still a ton of great content. And on TikTok, I am Taylor Carr. Amazing. Thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your magic and your wisdom and just your gorgeous feminine energy. Like I feel like I've just been wrapped in a big, warm Taylor hug this whole episode. Thank you so much for having me, my love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Oflow, head over to oliviaheinet.com. Your first step is to join me inside the free Oflow Collective to begin or continue your journey of revolutionizing your work for greater, more sustainable, and sacred success. You can join by visiting oliviaheinet.com forward slash Oflow Collective. If you're serious about transforming your success and work, get on the wait list for Rest for Success, my signature sacred success course, or take the leap into your freedom, dream life, and apply to work with me in one-on-one freedom frequency mentorship. And if you really love this show, I would love if you left a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a comment below in the YouTube episode comments. I so love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you sacred success baddie, tune in next week. And until then, step into your work revolution, ignite your cyclical essence and let go and flow.